A high to the upper 80s. For the morning, Saturday, Sunday, more of the same, 70s to 80, mostly fair starts. Saturday, we'll have a pretty good chance of storms and showers, and then it's a likely chance as we go to Sunday afternoon with the tropical wave coming off the Gulf of Mexico. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Ralph Sanji. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best oh. red beans and well, rice we have ever had. Four boys, hamburgers, and plane, terrific so. fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. When you're awake. The things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Well, the show started off with the bang, so obviously Patty couldn't hear me talking. And I was saying that there's a buzzing little rumor out there. It's actually not a rumor. It came from the people uh, who are involved. And uh, we'll just start the show by diving right in with a call from Jules. Hey, Jules. Jules. Hey, Marianne, I called your producer before the show started. You've you've seen the Facebook post? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. What do you what do you what have you heard anything? Okay. So, um no, it was against your question because they're very secretive. They're they they like to keep their um their hand close to their um, you know, in close to their shirt, I should say. Um, but I did call over there because this is devastating news to me. This is one of our favorite places. We're talking about Oxlot 9 in Covington had a Facebook post or was it Instagram? Because I didn't see it, I just heard Facebook. about it. Facebook. Facebook, okay. So, um, so it is that they are moving out of the Southern Hotel that is not a closure of the restaurant at all, but it, it's a move. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's funny that you 
that, that we're talking about this because just yesterday I was driving down Boston in downtown Covington and I passed the old Whitney Bank building and I thought, you know, somebody ought to do something with that building and that would be a perfect relocation spot for them. So I'm thinking if they're moving, they could be moving either there or they could be but moving Steve to that Pace, theater. Cause Steve, Steve and Christopher Pace already owns that. Yeah, I know. I know he does. I know he does. But um, that doesn't mean that they couldn't make right. some arrangement because right. obviously he's You're not right. going to be doing anything with that unless he is. Correct. I, I mean, I don't Correct. know. I know they're using it right now for parking spaces, but um, Steve Aquistapace owns everything, by the way. He did a wedding. We did a wedding in the Southern Hotel, and uh, we ate there the mm -hmm. first night on our anniversary a number of years ago. And in fact, his mm -hmm. grandfather was my scoutmaster in Bay St. Louis at Christ Episcopal School Troop 228 in, in his grandmother, <laughs> Caroline. Um, uh, so it's a, it's a small world. And I, I, you know, I knew is. of him when he was up in Birmingham at uh, uh, Veranda on Highland before he came to Oxford. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And we've always enjoyed their food. In fact, I ate at Love it. Oyster on Tuesday night. In I Bay love Thorny Oyster. I love everything they do. We're... Where we, we, you and I could be dueling it out as their biggest fan. We love the place, and uh, and I'm I'm sad about that space uh, being vacated by them. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I have I've actually thoughts about what's going on. I'm not going to say what they are. It has nothing to do with Oxlot and everything to do with the Southern, but. Um, but I hope he does call because he took the number and I hope he does call the show. I gave him both my number and the show. It's funny because Tom and I were going to go to Oxlot for lunch today and um, it started raining. So, I mean, we're there every week practically. And I really wish I had gone today because I could have asked him directly. But um, but I, went, I wasn't really <laughs> expecting him to, to respond in a way that makes me even think he's going to tell us because his wife would, his wife and I have, we've bonded over their great Dane, but, um, but I, uh, I hope that he will call. Uh, so I, the answer is, I don't know. The answer is that okay. I am as surprised as you are. And, uh, I know whatever it is, it will be excellent because that's all they do is excellent. And, uh, and I am curious to see what goes into that space. So I, don't I, know. I was curious if you might have known, you might have been the expert. Yeah. Well, sometimes we get good stuff and sometimes we don't, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and it just kind of depends on who it is. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but the, the problem with us is that when somebody tells us a secret, the next thing they say is don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. yeah, that's, so, that's right. so we're sitting on information and then we can't tell anyone. So, uh, but in this case, I am unaware of it as until you saw it and my daughter called. So I don't know. Don't know. Well, thank you for but taking my call. But we will sure. try to find out. We'll try to find out. How'd you like Thorny Oyster? What What did you uh, Would you have at Thorny Oyster? I had the fish patty. T a d d y. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was pasta with shrimp and a little bit of crab meat and a piece of redfish. It was very good, very light. Uh, my wife mm -hmm. had the hamburger, and she could only finish half of it. 
and my brother and his daughter uh, shared the the uh, grilled fish with um, uh, salsa verde on it. We when we when we all shared a great big uh, cold uh, seafood appetizer with the king crab and uh, shrimp and uh-huh. oysters. Was, One of those towers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you was, live in Covington or do you live on the Gulf Coast? But, Marian, I grew up in Bay St. Louis. I lived there until 1991 and came to work in Covington uh, in 91. And I live in Covington now. And it was just happenstance that we ran into Jeff Jeffrey Hansel um, at the time. But I live, but I grew up in Bay St. Louis. Okay, don't you wish you had property there now? <laughs> you know, you know, people in Bay St. Louis are going to call and sling arrows at me. I don't think the Bay St. Louis of today is the same as when it was. I think it's sort of a Florida town with terrible murals painted on every building. And there's uh-huh. no, everybody wears shorts to go out to a fine dining restaurant. And it's sort of a casual uh, Florabama mentality. And it's, it's, it really it's, is. There's just nothing nice about it. It's, you know, and I'm, I'm not slandering about it. There is Jennings Restaurant, the Blind Tiger. There is Dan B's, and it's all those open louver, great beer, fried seafood restaurants. Yeah. I have no problem uh-huh. with those, but the, but there's nothing that you know the, the small town Bay charm Louis, is gone. Yeah, uh-huh. you know the okay. old Bay St. Louis that I knew uh-huh. uh, is not there is not there anymore. It's sort of right. a Florida. Let's paint everything yeah. aqua and pink and yellow, and let's see how tacky <laughs> we can put sunflowers out front in the yard. You know, um, I asked you that not because of a of a, a vibe. I asked you that with a particularly specifically mercenary uh, bent to it because I wish I had property there three years ago. It would be worth ten times that now because well, we, the we way actually, it's growing, regardless actually, of what you think about it, the the way it's growing is wow is all you can say. Go ahead, what? Marianne, we we lived in Bay St. Louis on Court Street. Ironically, it's the same house that Jeffrey and his wife rent now. And we had to sell our house and move to Covington before December of 1991. I went to work for the St. Tammany Parish School Board. And we sold our little house that we bought for 32000 We bought it for thirty-two and sold it for fifty-four. In in thirty years, it's now worth a half a million dollars. Yeah, I know. It's just like wow. Is all you can say. I mean, I think that started happening only four or five years ago. I mean, the Bay St. Louis of today is not the same Bay St. Louis that was there only four or five years ago. So that's just wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, It's good talking to you. I'll let let them start throwing darts and arrows at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's like it's all a matter of personal taste. That's why I say, you know, if you like something that, you know, if you like a particular restaurant, great. Doesn't matter. You know, it's like it's everyone's personal taste. And I've said this before. If everyone was after the same person or the same job, what? There's this trend now of allowing golf carts to drive through towns, 
and that drives mm-hmm. me crazy in Covington. You see the mayor be bopping his golf cart, and he, he won't get out of the way, and, and they're, they've overrun Bay St. Louis, and you get a permit, and it's legal. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh-huh. but you know, there, there was a woman killed near your house recently in a golf cart in Abita Springs. Uh, it's a uh-huh. dangerous affair to be on the street. So it's sort of, uh, I'll let it go with that. Yeah. Well, I find that kind of a charming thing. So we we definitely differ in that in that opinion. I mean, uh, anyway, we're getting way off the subject. So I hope to find out the answer to your question. All right. Take care. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here to do that. We're not going to talk about golf carts, but about food. So if you would like to talk about that, then please call us. Let's see. Yesterday was a crazy kind of day. It was definitely a crazy kind of day. And uh, the only food that we had, or the food, well, we went to Coretta in the evening, which was kind of like a great way to sort of settle in a really hectic day. And um, I thought, you know, as we were sitting there, it was a lovely evening as it turned out at the end of the day to be a lovely evening. And I managed to get Tom out, which is not that easy to do. And uh, we just had a, a nice, it was, it was good for sitting outside by that time of the day. So I went to go pick up my bike and then we went to La Coretta and it was a nice kind of calm way to end what was a very hectic day. But I never did finish talking about the Beausoleil Coastal Cuisine. And I will do that when we come back after the break. 556-9696. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Thank you, Tom. The melodious sounds of Tom Fitzmorris. 556-9696. It's the food show. And we started off with a mystery. And hopefully we can have the mystery solved, especially for people People on the South Shore are probably going, oh, I don't care about that. It's too bad because it's a really great restaurant, and they do nothing but incredibly delish food, both here and in Bay St. Louis. And um, for those people who are familiar with the Hansels, uh, you probably might find it a little bit interesting. And if not, you know, it's a mystery is always fun for anyone. Today's National Catfish Day. Today in 1987, President Ronald Reagan declared... June 25th, National Farm-Raised Catfish Day. Farm-Raised Catfish has the advantage of being available all the time at a consistent price. Restaurants love that because wild-caught fish are so unpredictable. It's pretty good, but the trend in recent years has been to allow the catfish to grow bigger and bigger, which for catfish is not an improvement. Also, some fish farms have environmental issues. Wild-caught fish from good sources is better but rolled in cornmeal, fried till golden, splashed with hot sauce, it's a treat. Makes a good poor boy sandwich, too. I'll tell you what, I am um, pretty enthusiastic. Well, I, I think pretty enthusiastic. I don't really care for um, catfish poor boys, or catfish in general, actually. 
I know that's blasphemy, but I don't. I'd much rather eat shrimp or, or oysters. Um, and the only reason I feel that way about catfish is that most of it is farm-raised, and I know that people are used to eating farm-raised catfish, but Duke Le Cicero ruined farm-raised catfish for me a long, long time ago. I'll never forgive him for it. But I, I do like the fact that Harlan Pierce from L.A. Fish has been bringing in really great wild-caught catfish. The best example of that is at Zia. So I do like some catfish. But we had a catfish poor boy a couple of weeks ago at rest a while. And while I was not excited about eating it because of my thing about farm-raised catfish, I thought it was a really good poor boy. And, uh, and I don't really say that very much, and I don't really eat much farm-raised catfish, except, of course, Middendorf's, which is in a class by itself. So uh, it is National Catfish Day. If you would like to talk about catfish, you know, uh, there's a lot to say. This is a good catfish-eating place. Tom used to always say that there's only one way to eat catfish, and that is to fry it in cornmeal. And he has completely, <laughs> he has completely disassociated himself from that rule because nearly all the catfish Tom eats now, and it is considerable, is blackened or grilled and has meniere on it or pecans. And so, uh, he almost really never eats fried catfish now, except for the red beans and rice special with catfish strips at New Orleans Food and Spirits, which is almost certainly farm-raised. So I, I, as much as I do see wild-caught catfish lately in the last few years, you still see most of it as farm-raised. It's just, it's just so much more easy, or it's much easier for restaurants to get Five five six nine six nine six. It is also going to be on Monday. We will talk about this more on Monday. But Monday, actually, that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, July sixth is um, National Fried Chicken uh, Day. But beginning on Monday, the Copeland's Foundation has a special that they're running where proceeds that you uh, proceeds from things that you purchase at the uh, Copeland's restaurants will be donated to their foundation, which has done incredible work on cancer treatment uh, along with LSU. It's an immunotherapy program. So if you are at all inclined to eat at a Copeland's, please do so in the next two weeks or week and a half. The promotion ends on cat, uh, not catfish, but chicken day, fried chicken day, which is July 6th. But it starts on Monday, so I wanted to mention that. 5569696 is the number. Today's double dictionary word is channel catfish. Double dictionary is brought to you by Dorignex. Nicole told me after the show that she was up on a roof yesterday. So hopefully we will have her next Thursday, but we haven't had her for two weeks now. So uh, we miss her and her report. Channel Catfish, uh, Dorignex, brought to you, uh, it's brought to you by Dorignex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. 
The Animal Dictionary words channel catfish, the most popular species of catfish among fishermen. Channel catfish is also the one most used for aquaculture. Its scientific name is Ictalurus punctatus. It's native to North America, east of the Rockies, with the Mississippi River Basin being its primary home. Channel catfish like fresh water that moves but not rapidly. Channel catfish likes fresh water that moves but not rapidly. It eats almost anything, including scavenged food. It is very adept at feeding, even in muddy water. The barbells, the whiskers around the mouth, are taste organs, and its sense of smell is very keen. Catfish of 10 pounds or more are considered very large. The smaller ones are actually better for eating. Absolutely, a large fish of any kind, with the exception of halibut, in my opinion, is, is too big. It's too big. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Anthony Bourdain was born today in 1956. He grew up in a bourgeois New York family and was well educated. He went his own way, working years as a chef with that experience and a gift for colorful expression. He began writing. His breakthrough book was Kitchen Confidential, which was published in 2000. In it, he showed a side of the cooking profession few people, other than those engaged in it, realized existed. He went on to write other books about the restaurant biz, along with a few crime mysteries. He became a big star when his No Reservations television show on the Travel Channel became a phenom. Bourdain became famous for his willingness to try almost anything in both the culinary and other sides of the worlds he visited. He was genuinely entertaining, seeing facets of the world most people miss, and commenting with offbeat humor about all of it. His tragic loss in 2018 is still felt and mourned by many, and his work will be remembered and appreciated. I'm surprised that Tom did not mention his lunch with Tony Bourdain, which I think was somewhere in the neighborhood, not too long before his death, actually. I want to say maybe 2016. And uh, he was here to do, a, a, I guess it was a No Reservations piece uh, on New Orleans. And Tom, there, his people contacted Tom, who has no people, and, uh, and they set up a lunch at Antoine's, whereupon Tom embarked on a campaign to convince Tony Bourdain that Antoine's was the best restaurant in America or something like that. I didn't actually see the whole thing. I think they had lunch and it was on camera. And I remember he was very gracious. Uh, Mary Lee and I are big fans of his. And when we found out that they were having lunch together, we were not invited to the lunch, of course, but wanted to meet him after the lunch. And so uh, we were running late for some reason, and they were standing outside of, uh, of Antoine's when we came running up just to say hello. And that was it. That was my only encounter with Tony Bourdain. And uh, he was very gracious to wait that long. I, I noticed a big... <laughs> I mean, I say this laughing because this would be me 
uh, if I was in that position, but I, I think he had a big splotch on his tie from lunch, and that would be so me if, if, if uh, the situation was reversed. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I want to talk to you about food or anything in the food universe. That's all we do. That's what Tom has been doing for 33 years in about two weeks. In two weeks, the food show will celebrate its 33rd anniversary. Uh, it is no longer with Tom, who will every now and then sit in the chair and may do so today. But uh, <clears throat> we go on and we continue to talk about food because it's fun. Thank you to everyone who has picked up on my plea to tell a friend about the show, which I'll say again right now, please tell a friend about the show. It's, you know, just a light kind of nothing show, but, you know, it's not dark and dark. There's too much dark out there right now. So we just like to talk about fun things and about delicious things and things that make us happy. And your friend would probably like that, too. Anyway, I found out that the ratings for the show have tripled in a month. So um, thank you if you've been telling a friend about the show. And if you haven't, for heaven's sake, why not? Please do. Words to eat by today. Fettuccine Alfredo is macaroni and cheese for adults. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Macaroni and cheese is being eaten by more adults than Tom would dare to recognize. Macaroni and cheese is the hip, the hip thing, and you have it everywhere. And so in the reverse of what people have told Tom, we don't have it on the menu because nobody orders it. It's on every menu now because everybody orders it, kids and adults alike. Mitch Herdberg said that, or Heidberg, an American comedian. We'll be back. It is 2.30. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network News, 556-9696. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Governor Edwards vetoes a bill by West Monroe Senator Jay Morris that would have removed the need to have a permit to carry a concealed gun for those 21 and older. This veto, along with the veto of a bill involving transgender athletes, could result in lawmakers calling the first ever veto override session. And starting July 1st, Louisiana student-athletes will be able to receive compensation for the use of their name, image, and likeness. Jeff Palermo spoke with UL System President Jim Henderson. While the policies are slightly different across the state's different systems, the overall idea is the same. Student-athletes can do paid endorsements. Henderson says from grambling women's basketball player Shaquilla Hill to LSU Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Joe Burrow could have made some money during their brief collegiate careers. You know, why can't he be a spokesman for a cause or for uh, you know a local coffee shop under the policy compensation is not allowed to be provided in exchange for athletic performances or attendance at a specific college i'm jeff palermo louisiana radio network this is for those who always show they care who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a covid vaccine those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100 percent of hospitalizations and deaths from covid 19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. On our farm in Cheneyville, my brother and I grow sugarcane, soybeans, rice, and crawfish. It's more than a living for us. 
It's a lifestyle, and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization that stands together to protect that lifestyle. You depend on agriculture, and we depend on you to join us. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on June 25th, it's Randy Jackson of Zebra and on June 30th, Tribal Gold. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I agree, Tom. Five five six nine six nine six. I'm looking through the big picture windows at grass that is getting too tall, and we never really get a chance to cut it. I mean, it takes me a while to talk myself into it. Um, so there have been some sunny days, but uh, but it's it's just been raining so much, and I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a little scary to go back out and do that again. Five five six nine six nine six. Other people are saying cut your own grass. Yes, I do. It's like really good exercise. Unfortunately, it's a really bizarre yard, and I have a dog that really hates it when I do that. So it has been known to grow a little bit too much for that reason and others. Uh, we are talking about food. Who's on hold? Oh, Michael seventy five. We need we need some music for him. I have to think about that. Hey, Michael, where's my uh, where's my rank where's my ranking uh, uh, brass symbol? I know, I know. We have to get you something. We're still thinking about it, Michael. You're such a special <laughs> case that it takes it, it's going to take some real thought. To please, get please just the right piece of music yeah, for you. Please don't get me the theme, the theme song from the Three Stooges. No, 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 we'd never do that. What I'm really trying to think of is a, a piece of music that would exemplify the reaction that, that people may have to what you're saying. Which well, would be gotta, rolling their eyes. I know I do. Anyway, go ahead. We gotta we gotta <laughs> play Billy Joe's song that we love so much. You may no. be right, you may be crazy, but it might be a <laughs> lunatic you're looking for. Actually, that is not a bad idea. If we could do an incidental ver uh, uh, instrumental version of that, that's actually not a bad idea. We're thinking about it. Okay, we're thinking about it. Now, okay, now good. you've cleared the bar to have your own theme. Let's just let it sit there for a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, good. Now, first of all, I regret to say this, but I'm in agreement with you again. This is a terrible oh, thing. God. Uh, I, I love Anthony Bourdain, but I recall him after Katrina coming down here and walking through the streets of, I think, Chalmette with Tom in the heat. And Tom had his 
full regalia on, his whole his suit and tie in extreme heat. Is that right? Really? I wish I could ask Tom that right now. I don't know that he would be able to explain that to me. I know that he did. It was definitely, it was definitely not right after Katrina. I mean, I could ask. I'll tell you. I'll know. I know exactly. We, Mary Lee and I, discovered the uh, hilarity of Anthony Bourdain on a cruise on television when we were cruising across the ocean and couldn't get out much. So we did a lot more TV watching then. And we discovered uh, the Travel Channel show No Reservations and thought he was hilarious. And I mean, not that I didn't know who he was before, but I just hadn't really followed him. So we started paying more attention to him. So it had to have been after 2009. So uh, I feel like it, it was fairly recent history, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna look at No Reservations and see the New Orleans one, and see when it was. But maybe he, maybe it was twice that he met him. He might have been with him twice. Maybe the reason they had lunch at Antoine's was that he remembered the first one. I don't know. I could ask Tom, but I don't know if we're going to get an answer. Go ahead. What? You know, Anthony Bourdain was a brilliant writer. I read a lot of books, and yeah. Kitchen Confidential yeah. is one of the best. And, yeah. Well, uh, Kitchen Confidential was the kind of book that would make you go, <gasps> you know, and cringe. So if you've got something like that that would definitely stop you in your tracks, it's going to be a big, you know, I mean, that, that'll put you on the map right there. You know, I know another guy, I thought he should have written the great American novel, a, a, a gentleman from New Orleans named Ronnie Virgins. Have you ever read any of his things? No, I haven't, but I love his voice. I love, I love his voice and his style. Well, his voice didn't impress me, but his writing did. Well, his voice was was uh, you know what I call it, Nolan's Dolan. That's a that's a thing that I say when I'm trying to explain in one term the essence of, uh, or I should say, I won't say the essence of New Orleans, but the cliche essence of New Orleans. That's what I mean. Okay. Here's a few additions to my Kenner diet, although this isn't necessarily Kenner. How's your Kenner uh, diet going? I'm devastated that you've gained seven pounds back. Or have you I've lost, lost it? I've lost a pound already, but it's okay. going to be the, one, it's going to be slow for the first month because I have to also clean out my whole refrigerator. And, and so I, I'm eating some uh, stuff that's not on a diet. So the official mm -hmm. starts in uh, August the 1st. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, this is your diet, right, that you made up. What is it? What are some of the specifics of the diet? It, I could also call it the 250 diet, 250, because most of the products are 250 calories, all of them delicious, and uh, you just intersperse those as, uh, as you wish uh, during the day, where you get to like 1,500 calories. And, uh, okay. What uh, for, for females, I guess, uh, maybe 1250. But anyway, um, or if you want to lose uh, a little slower, then if you add another 250 to that. But anyway, mm -hmm. they're, they're, I told you the product. You want me to go through those again? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, a half of a Whopper, you put your own Creole tomatoes on it. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, the McDonald's wait, wait, this is all, wait, this is all the fast food, right? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you okay. You, then you go to a McDonald's uh, fish sandwich, no cheese. That's like uh -huh. three hundred calories. 
uh, you can get a taco from Taco Bell, uh, the Taco Supreme with the uh, cream cheese. On, uh, with yeah, that's where I tuned you out with the taco. Yeah, the Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you go to, um, you can go to the, get, um, what's the name of the place? The Golden Corral and get uh, the fried bacon, make yourself a BLT. Uh, you can go to Wendy's for the uh, chili, and I'm, I'm thinking of there's there's another place or two. But anyway, uh, I'm adding to that uh, some other things uh, that uh, uh, summer rolls uh, from uh, from the Fobang is. Uh, now, Michael, why are you focusing on fast food? Why is that a focus of the diet? Because it's it's easy. It's for the general public. I'm trying to make money. I want I'm gonna get a diet that they like. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the New York Times. Anyway, get get summer rolls, okay? Then you uh -huh. watermelon. A watermelon, another great uh, diet thing, fills you up tremendously. Yeah, it and does. Hardly any any calories. It, uh, you it can boil shrimp. Uh, you can get the black drum. Uh, cook yourself some black drum and some Amy's risotto. That's the one I was thinking of. Marie Calendar. The last time I talked to you about a month ago, it's Amy. Have you ever heard of Amy? Okay. No. Uh -uh. Amy, Amy's risotto is so good. It's only like, uh, I think it's 250 calories uh, for the whole thing. And uh, mm -hmm. so th those are new additions to the book. Okay. Anyway, yesterday we went to the Hong Kong, Hong Kong market. And uh, mm -hmm. we got these uh, uh, crackling. Uh, we also bought a dead lobster. The regular lobster, uh, pound, it was a pound, 1.8 pounds. It was selling for like $35. And, and the guy said, I got a dead one here. Uh, I'll sell you for $8. $8. And he, he said, I said, is it good? He said, yeah, it's still good. It just came in today. So we tried it, and I gave it about a C. It, it didn't have much flavor. Um, and uh, huh? we, we also went to, got some crackling from them uh a really pork belly. Where is the Hong okay. Kong market? Where is that? Hong Kong market on the West Bank. Oh, so the one that we were talking about. I didn't realize it was called right. the Hong Kong market. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had crackling and uh, bought a couple other things there, but it was a, it was a good day. Mm. What was the and place I asked you to go when you when you went to the Hong Kong market? I said oh, go to the Hong Kong uh, market, yeah, and we, then we, we, there's too much traffic. We didn't want to go down there. You wanted me to go to the Tamale place. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, but right, so right, by the way, okay. we 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 were on um, West Bank Expressway going there. Okay, and we stopped at the mm -hmm. Sinet uh, Fish uh, Market where they have yeah. like 15 different purveyors. Yeah. And they uh -huh. fixed everything. It's real first time I've been since uh, COVID. And they fixed That's the place I meant. That's the one I'm talking about, that place. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah we went there. I, I got a speckled trout, which I fried last night very good, uh, for $4. And, um, any, and um, what else did I get? I'm trying to think if I got, I think I got shrimp. I was looking for frog legs, but they were wild. But they, they have a new signage there. Everything looks real nice and bright now. Yeah, it's kind of a cool place. Patty just said she goes there once a week. You can eat there too, can't you? Yeah, well, they have a place in the back if you want them to cook for you. But, uh, uh -huh. It's, up, up it's kind of cool. Never, never, yeah, well, that's a great yeah. little place. Yeah. So um, that yeah. was our West, our West Bank Odyssey yesterday, and we had we had a good time. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm Michael. Have you ever been to Mo's? I'm going to get instead of a 
$40 book, I'm going to give you an autographed copy free when I, when I publish it. Oh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. That reminds me of a funny story. My brother's a lawyer in Baton Rouge, and he was with a, a bunch of lawyers. They were having lunch, and Edward Edwards was with them. So Edwin invites them Oh, my them goodness. All, this is not a political story. Uh, anyway, Edwin invites them all to his house. So they're all talking and everything, and he hands my brother his uh, uh, his autobiography, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. Nice thick book. Uh, and uh, so my brother's walking out, uh, and, and Edwin said, didn't you forget something? And my brother says, what? He said, to pay me the $40 for the book. is he now? How old he's is he? The, he's in his 80s, but the best was this. He marries a young girl when he gets out of prison. You, 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 yeah. you remember, he, he married Candy. Like 50, like 50 years younger. Is she still his oh, wife? Exactly. She, uh, she was like in the 20s. He was in the uh -huh. 80s. So anyway, they, they have a TV reality show, which was so funny. <laughs> His, his previous two uh, his daughter two daughters by his first wife uh, they're uh -huh. both like in their 60s now they've been uh, supporting uh -huh. uh, you know uh, uh, morally and everything Edwin all the years when he gets out of prison mm -hmm. so he marries this girl the girl says don't you have uh, some stuff saved in the sperm bank he says yeah he says I, I did that years ago they get it out and they have a baby so Edward, Edward, on the second show, this is all on the show, reality show. Ed, on the second <laughs> show, Ed, Edwin uh, tells his, his two older uh, daughters, oh, don't, don't worry, you're not going to be left out of the will. Everything's fine. The baby's going to get just a little share. On the third show, Edwin tells them this. I just talked to my wife. I've had a change of plan. The baby gets everything. Well, the kids, went, the, the sixty-year-olds went crazy, and there was no fourth show. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, a little too much, re, a little too much reality in the reality TV. Is he still married to that woman? I uh, so so yeah. Oh wow! He, wow, he's ninety-three. By the way, Patty whispered in my ear. Go ahead. What? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was that. Oh, boy. Michael, you're always good for a laugh. I gotta, I'll give you that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah, I got to no, go because. Okay. Hmm? No, no three stooges, please. No. Okay. Okay. It'll be better than that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be, it's, it's, you can't follow that anyway. We can only do commercials and, and get back on track in the show. Five five six nine six nine six. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs, with a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. 
and it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Thank you, Tom. Speaking of Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years, we should do a fish school, although I don't know which one. What do you have there for fish school? It's something we haven't heard a lot of. I don't know. You want me to play it? Well, you have, they, they're not marked by different fish? No, it just says it's fish just, school. Oh, that's it? Okay. Well, yeah, let's play and see what comes up. Okay. Long and narrow, the wahoos on the bigger side of the fish we'll be discussing. These fish can grow over 100 pounds, but are usually caught around 20 to 50 pounds. Locally, they can be found <laughs> roaming the Gulf of Mexico, fish near Florida for the most part. Legend has it that the name comes from the sound you would make when you caught it. Its speed and agility make it one fun fish to land. You only see it on occasion because wahoo do not swim in schools. They are solitary, and this makes it much harder to catch regularly. Ken to the mackerel and tuna, the wahoo is a streamlined speed demon, one of the fastest fish in the water, making it a very efficient predator. With flesh similar to tuna, it will generally be processed into steaks, and overcooking it is a disaster, becoming dry and tough. Due to its tough nature, the wahoo steaks are generally grilled, but can be found in wet cooking methods too. Bouillabaisse or kubion work well also. I once served wahoo in a light creole sauce, with more lemon and pepper than I was used to using, skirted it with a few shrimp, and it was spectacular. We used to see wahoo more in the past, but it seems to be making a resurgence onto menus. We hope to see chefs continue to utilize it and put their own spin on a classic fish. Thank you, Will. That is Will from Mandeville Seafood. They can get anything. If you want to try Wahoo, then get it for you. A couple of days' notice is all they need. Go to Mandeville Seafood or call them if you want to try something that you've heard on Fish School in your own way. Uh, we wholeheartedly endorse that. And then call us and tell us how it was. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. At three o'clock, we have Polly G calling in, and maybe Doug from um, Nola Pizza Co. This was my big New York pizza symposium, but I got an email from Chris at uh, Crazy Italian that he's not going to be able to be with us. Polly G confirmed, and I'm not sure about Doug. The purpose of our New York Pizza Symposium is to learn more about why New York pizza is so unique and special. All of these people are firmly uh, committed to that ideal and very passionate about what makes a New York pizza a New York pizza. So I thought it would be fun since we're getting more New York pizza in town uh, to learn a little bit more about it. I mean, I know that it just tastes good, but I'm kind of curious about all the things that they say it takes to make a New York pizza, like water, is a big deal. Five five six nine six nine six. Okay, so I started talking about uh, Beausoleil Coastal Cuisine, which someone called the show and raved about. Yesterday, I spent uh, a, a disproportionate amount of time trying to switch out cars a story I refuse to tell it again because I refuse to think about it again. So we're going to try that again tomorrow, but let's just say it did not go according to plan. So I was hoping to visit uh, Doe's Eat Place 
but um, that didn't work either because Doe's isn't open for lunch. So I thought, well, I'm going to try and get another Baton Rouge place that people talk about. And really, it's not that's not easy to do. So um, we used to love a place in Baton Rouge called Varnado's, which was Scott Varnado. And then it became, oh, I forget the name of it, but it's downtown right by the convention center. It's really good. I'm going to have to think about the name of that place. It's really, really good. And, uh, but we've talked about it a lot, and we've written about it, and uh, there's no need to do that again. So I figured I would get someplace that was a little closer to uh, the Brian Harris dealerships, and um, that's like Airline Highway. So someone mentioned Beausoleil Coastal Cuisine a couple of months ago on the show, and I'd never heard about it. And so I called in some sandwiches before I realized that my car was not going to work that far and that I had to go back and pick up the original one that I was bringing in and switch it again. So I had very little time. I had to run like crazy to get to Beau Soleil Coastal Cuisine. That's not easy to say, no more I try to say it. It's actually in the Bocage section of Baton Rouge, and I don't know Baton Rouge all that well. But um, it's, it was, you know, it's a nice enough looking place. I actually thought it might be related to a place in Mandeville here called Bistro Byron's because it had that, that look to it. And, um, and I've decided that there is a thing that is going to really insult some people. And, you know, like, the, like Jules was saying, the arrows are going to come my way. I think that there is a style of cooking and a kind of restaurant of which Bistro Byron's in Mandeville falls into um, where it looks good. It has all the appearance of being something hip and gourmet, but in reality, it's just posturing and isn't actually good. And it's like, if you put this formula together, it would follow that it's good, but it isn't because the people behind it don't actually have an innate instinct for what tastes good, if that makes sense. So I picked up, first of all, it says fresh cut fries. I do not know if there is a separate fresh cut fry that is a side that you order separately and pay $5 for, or if the fries are supposed to be all house cut. But I can, I would bet my last nickel that the fries that came with all of these sandwiches were absolutely not fresh cut. So there may be a separate fresh cut or house cut fry, or maybe they don't know people can tell the difference. I don't know. But anyway, there were a lot of fries and none of them worth eating. The sandwiches that we ordered were a club sandwich because if I see a club on a menu, I have to get it. And I asked if it was a classic club and was told, yes, it was definitely not. It was a gourmet club, which is an oxymoron. And uh, a burger, 
which I still haven't tasted. There was a sandwich called the Rich Man's Poor Boy, which was clever. And the sandwich, I guess, is clever, but it doesn't really taste like much. And um, we got a grilled mahi sandwich. And I think that's it. We had the club, we had the grilled mahi, we had the burger, we had that uh, that poor boy, rich man's poor boy. So I, last night I got hungry and I heated up the rich man's poor boy. The club was um, a nice, tall sandwich, not in the classic club with the three slices of bread, not the standard regular bread. Um, and it, it was... Um, nice bacon. It was house smoked turkey. It was uh, nice cheese, lettuce, tomato, but it was definitely not a classic club. It was like a turkey sandwich. And uh, I wasn't sure if it started out as a hot sandwich because um, I ate it when I got home and a, a club should never be heated. I mean, that's just not a classic club. And that's fine. It's absolutely fine if you want to say it's a club sandwich, but if you are asked specifically if it's a classic club, it is not a classic club because a classic club is kind of a boring sandwich, although I think it's delish. But, um, you know, it's, it's three slices of bread or, yeah, it's three slices of bread and uh, it's stacked with ham, turkey, uh, Swiss, bacon, and um, mayo, lettuce, and tomato. And it becomes a very high sandwich, and it's usually cut into quarters and, and turned on its side and served like it's served at Martin's Wine Cellar. Porter and Luke, which is my reigning favorite, over on the North Shore at, um, at Five Girls. Uh, all of these have a certain look to it. Everybody knows what a classic club looks like. People who are serving them should absolutely know that as well. It was not a bad sandwich. It had fine ingredients. It had a lot of unusual flavors, like, you know, mayos that were not classic and um, greens that were not classic. I think it had rocket on it or arugula. And like I said, not, you know, these are not bad things, but they're not a classic club. The sandwich that really, um, really I found most intriguing was this rich man's poor boy. And it was, it was a nice roll. Looked like it, you know, it was a, a special kind of roll. It was a uh, long, it was not a, it's not Leidenheimer bread or poor boy bread. It was just like a special kind of hoagie roll. It had both fried shrimp and fried oysters on it, which seemed odd, along with bacon, a bunch of sauces that were incongruous and a whole lot more of the rocket and it just was like if I it was open-faced so I would pick at it and eat the shrimp or the oysters which seemed like the way to eat this but if you were eating it like a sandwich it would seem like just a pile of stuff you know and uh, it, the words that Dick Brennan uttered to Tom many years ago that Tom has often quoted which is you know, you get a whole bunch of stuff and you put it all together and then it tastes like 
nothing. And and that's kind of that's kind of what I thought about the sandwich. <clears throat> it looked like someone was very clever in thinking it up, but it didn't really make an impression on me at all. That's just my opinion. It might be it's you know people really like it. They talk about the place. Anyway, it is three o'clock. It's WGSO New Orleans. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network news. We'll be back with a pizza after that. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Vice President Kamala Harris is traveling to El Paso, Texas on Friday to make her first visit to the U.S.-Mexico border as Vice President. Republicans are criticizing her for the visit to El Paso and not the Rio Grande Valley, which is where more border agents encounter more illegal immigrants crossing the border. National Border Patrol Council Vice President Art Del Cueto saying, This is a slap in the face to the men and women that are out there putting their lives on the line each and every day for at least 10 hours a day in areas which are a lot busier than where she's going. She's getting the dog and pony show. That's what she's going to get. Rescue workers are hopeful there are survivors of the building collapse near Miami Beach after hearing possible banging noises with their listening devices. At least four people are dead and about 159 are unaccounted for. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare, our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. House Minority Leader from California, Kevin McCarthy, is commenting on the ongoing violence in America's cities following a push by many lawmakers to defund police. McCarthy highlights a story that shocked many, two children being caught in the crossfire of a recent shooting in New York City. Their idea of defunding the police and now eliminating police is not the message that America wants to hear. They want to hear security and safety. But what are they watching on their televisions after this actions by the Democrats of defunding the police? Two young children in their own neighborhood in New York, tackled by a man who's running, who's being shot at. You're listening to USA. The Texas Supreme Court is partially dismissing three sex trafficking lawsuits against Facebook. Justices ruling the social media website could not be sued on multiple negligence accusations or product liability. The case now heads back to a lower court. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Going a little bit more in depth on one of our top stories, 
Vice President Kamala Harris is touting her efforts in dealing with the surge of illegal immigration. Harris speaking in El Paso, Texas on her visit to the U.S.-Mexico border. She was asked by reporters why she is in El Paso as opposed to the Rio Grande. Showers and storms about. Some could be heavy. They'll be dissipating going through the evening tonight. And then we're back to partly cloudy to cloudy skies. And scattered afternoon showers and thunderstorms again tomorrow. Early morning starts 70s to 80. The afternoon goes to a high to the upper 80s. For the morning, Saturday, Sunday, more of the same, 70s to 80, mostly fair starts. Saturday, we'll have a pretty good chance of storms and showers, and then it's a likely chance as we go to Sunday afternoon with the tropical wave coming off the Gulf of Mexico. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. show, what Tom likes to call the second course of the food show. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, and with me on the line, I have two people. One is Doug Wellner from NOLA Pizza Co. over there in NOLA Brewing Company, and the other is Polly G. of the his eponymous place, Polly G's, which is now here in the space formerly occupied by a Neapolitan-style pizza, Banchi. I, I thank you both for being on the show. I I didn't really know how to do this because um, when you have a lot of people on the show, and it's only two of you, so it'll be the three of us, um, I want that you can maybe talk to each other. Patty, they can do that, right? They'll be able to talk to each other, huh? And hear each other? Okay. Because I don't really know. Yes, hey, Polly. Doug, you there? Yeah, I'm here as well. Can you hear me? Good enough, um, I think I'm on yes. my Wi-Fi calling, so it should be good. Yes. Okay, so um, I know that you're both uh, doing New York-style pizza in town. I know that Nola Pizza Co. probably predates you, Polly, by what? How? I've been hearing about Nola Pizza Co. from my expert pizza friend, Eric, who is a New Yorker. And so I had not made it there until I went to Polly G. So how long has Nola... Nola Pizza Co. been around, Doug. So actually, we, we opened up in November um, during uh, last November during COVID. Um, okay. We, go ahead. Okay. No, no, you started to say you what? No, no, we were we were. Yeah, it was it was uh you know kind of when things opened back up in October, we decided that that was a good time for us to sort of kick it off. Go we for had made it. the decision to to switch to um, uh, you know from our other. Uh, food vendor to get into the pizza product, and we uh, we targeted November first, and and things sort of came together um, from a COVID perspective, and we were able to open and get that going. So, so you had something else in mind, 
before? I mean, look, you weren't always. Oh no, we we actually before in the tap room we had a a, a barbecue place. Remember McClure's yeah, barbecue? Yeah, and they rented right. space from us, and um and he just kind of um during COVID was kind of rough, and he decided to shut down, and we needed to do something in there, and we just wanted to take a little bit more control over our own space and. Um, generate more revenue out of every square foot, and so that oh. we just decided to do our own pizza product. <laughs> so I thought that this was that. Are you from New York? I mean, both of you guys are from the Northeast, right? You and your partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I am. Yeah, and so is so is the president of the brewery as well. We're both we're both from the tri-state area. Yeah. Okay. So now Polly is a pizza man, pizza man. So I was just thinking that you were all obsessed with New York pizza, but it doesn't. It sounds like it was just sort of an opportunity for you, Doug. Well, I am obsessed with New York pizza. Okay. And we didn't okay, have good. great New York pizza down okay. there. Um, okay. We had, like, the guys at Pizza Delicious were doing really good New York-style yeah. pizza. But, you know, for a lot of people in Uptown, that was pretty far. So mm -hmm. um, we just thought there was an opportunity to bring that New York-style pizza, um, you know, to Uptown. And that's really what we were focused on doing. And, and I, am, I am really into New York-style pizza. Okay. Okay, because that's what I get want. it down here. Yeah, that, I don't, well, get that, it, that's you know? that's what I want. I want the passion that <laughs> New York pizza engenders to come through here in our pizza yeah. symposium. And I know Polly is excited about that. So, Paul, Polly, yeah. how did you wind up doing that? You have a cup. How many locations do you have? Well, I I started with a wood fireplace in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and um, Neapolitan pizza, Neapolitan-ish pizza, as I call mine, doesn't travel well. And maybe seven years ago, I stopped doing takeout. We never did delivery because I just didn't want to deal with that. Um, but it didn't travel well, and I just decided we were doing well enough where I could pull the plug on it. And I did. I suffered a little bit more than I thought I would. But, um, you know, we recovered. But there, there, was a, there was a hole in the, in the neighborhood for, you know, there were people wanting to be able to do takeout pizza and delivery. And I decided that I could, you know, I could fill that gap by doing New York style pizza. And then, um, uh, long story short, I found a space and I turned it into this passion project where I created uh, a slice shop, you know, like the ones that I went to when I was younger, one that, you know, like in the sixties and seventies. And mm -hmm. I worked on it for 29 months. It was a, it was a bit of a nightmare to get open. Uh, I partnered with um, Drew Brown, who, who worked for me. Uh, he actually, when someone kind of talked me out of doing it, because we were about to, because the other thing that I do is I, I was helping people open their own uh, wood-fired spots in, in other cities. And it was 2016. We had uh, four of these things coming online that year. It wasn't the intention, but it just with the way finding spaces was it, it happened and somebody kind of scared me away from doing the slice shop you know saying you sure you want to do this and you know it's really rough and, and i you know and i said you know maybe i shouldn't do this and drew brown who was going to work on this with me said you don't worry about a thing we're going to do this okay don't worry about it. i'll take care of everything and i knew he wasn't going to take care of everything but i knew that Jesus, if there's, you know, something I don't want to take care of enough. do myself, I can ask him and he's going to be, <laughs> be very willing. And, and it was, thank God, thank God for him because it turned out to be, even though the 29-month the project getting it open was a nightmare, it turned out great. It was just a lot of fun. How long did it take you to get happen. this one open? How long did it take uh, you to get the one in New Orleans? We got the keys, we yeah. got the keys on April 1st. 
and we were uh-huh. open May 18th. I set May 18th okay. as the date. I love deadlines. And we were open uh-huh. May 18th, come hella high water. But the, the way okay. we got here is that um, we were discovering that um, when you open up a place, you really need to offer um, takeout and delivery, or at least takeout. Um, well, especially after was, COVID. I mean, we didn't have a, a good reception now. in other cities. We didn't have a good reception in other cities with the wood fire because of it. And I made a decision that any new places we opened in other places would be um, would be New York style. And um, I really wasn't intending. I was looking to find somebody down here because I like to help other people, career change people, uh, especially. Uh, open up a spot with me. I could offer them knowledge that they don't have. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be of great value to somebody who's in the restaurant business already. But I was looking for somebody down here because this is just the greatest city in the world when it comes to food and music. Uh, not not rain, but food and music. I got a great education, by the way. I learned it's not a matter of if it's going to rain, it's a matter of when it's going to rain. Okay. <laughs> but, True. What True. Was, and one of the guys, yeah. one of the guys, my guy in Chicago, Derek Tung, um, he wanted to open up a second place, and he wanted it to be like New York style. And he found this pizzeria. Uh, Banshi had opened up two of yeah. them. Uh, Banshi licensed right, himself right. for some people who in Chicago opened up and one in the yeah. West Loop, and then he opened up a uh-huh. second one in Wicker Park in Chicago. And it didn't fly. COVID knocked it out of the box. And I saw what happened with him. He got this space. You know, normally what it's like to open up a a restaurant, it's not a restaurant already. Um, I saw this opportunity. He saw it. You know, when you you have a hood already and you have all the things that you need, it's a golden opportunity. And and somebody told me, yeah, you know, Banshee also has a place in New Orleans. And and he said, yeah, as a matter Ah, of fact, they closed. So this okay. was this. I learned this in, in, in November. I, I came down here in December and investigated it, and I negotiated a lease. It didn't take that long, and here we are. Right, you know, okay, so, so, so Paulie, I like t- to tell people that all the equipment was there. Everything that we needed, except for a special yeah, kind of oven, a pizza master. Everything is there. The yeah, knives were the- on the magnets on the wall, and the Pellegrino was still in the region. That's how turnkey it was. <laughs> But but you have the the pizza. I call them I call them the slamming door ovens. I don't know what they're called, but to me, there's a big difference in Neapolitan pizza and New York style pizza. I mean, I, I like them both, but if there's really no contest, I much prefer a New York style pizza. I'm sure that that sounds like what you would say, huh, Doug? Is that would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I yeah. I like a yeah. good Neapolitan pizza. We have good Neapolitan pizza in this town, but. There's nothing like yeah. a New York slice, you know, and a New York pie. There's just something distinctive about it. The way you get yes. a nice crisp bottom and a, and a doughy, you know, a little bit of dough on there. It's just, it's, it sets it apart from all other forms of pizza. It's special. And, you know, it's that's, special. that's what makes it so special. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, know, just one love, of the things, I just love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. All pizza is good, but, but, you know, New York style, it's the best. I, I think, you know, you know, this gets to sort of what makes it distinctive and, and I, and, yes. and you know, it, it ultimately comes down to getting your, getting your dough right. But that also sort of boils back to the water, right? Like you got to get the water right. And I think that's the key in all this. And as you know, somebody who, you know, we're a brewery, so we, we deal with water all the time, you know, and, and trying to get the water right for our, our 
fermentation process with beer. So for us, it was kind of a natural, right? You ferment dough, we ferment beer. It was a very natural progression for us. We deal with water all the time. And what we're doing here is dialing in the water to essentially be the, the same as New York tap water, the same total dissolved solids of the right minerals and the right pH. And, you know, that's really what allows us to get a consistency of product. Um, and that's what we're doing with the dough. We're doing a 48-hour cold fermentation on our dough. Um, again, we're starting, I think we do something a little bit different than most people. I don't know, Paulie, if you use uh, how you start your, your dough, but we start ours with um, an organic um, sourdough um, starter. So we don't use commercial yeast, you know, commercial flour and commercial yeast. We use an organic sourdough starter uh, to ferment our dough. Well, I've, I've always been a uh, proponent of keeping it simple, and, and right from the get-go, even at the Woodfire place, I didn't do anything fancy, and we continue to do that here. And, you know, we've kind of got, we've gotten the hang of it starting in Brooklyn. Um, but we do a, a Do you have a filtration well. system, Paulie? Don't you have a filtration uh, Bonch, system, too? Banshee left that behind, too, and we quickly <laughs> learned how to use it properly. It's been great. We, we, we have to yeah, figure out how to get the water the right temperature now, though. It's not working. If you, Doug, if you know a good uh, water filtration well, mechanic and, and could recommend it. Yeah, I can. Great. I can. We, we should talk offline, actually, about that. I'm happy to do that. But, you know, the other thing is, is that that's important, too, getting the temperature right and the right water. And that's one of the things that we do is, you know, we, we you know, do the basic stuff as well. It's like you use ice to get your, you know, to get your water right. That's but we have exactly to sure what we're, we're doing right now. Yeah. We, we do the same thing, but we got, we got to make sure that, our, that the right water is getting to our ice maker, so we do the same thing so that we're making essentially New York ice, if you will. And so you don't want to introduce, you know, tap water from New Orleans in the ice and then put it into your product. So, again, it's you know, I, I, lo- I love that. I love that. It's like you go on vacation, oh, don't drink the water, right? But meanwhile, you <laughs> order a soda or something, uh, you know, or a drink, and, and – it's tap water ice that they're putting it's in the tap drinks. Water so what have you accomplished? <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, right. I want to hear about this filtration business because I, I'm fascinated by it. I, I just like to go and get the pizza, and I, and I judge it by, it, it, is it too limp? Is it is it just the right? You know, th- there's a pizza yeah. crust texture that's got to be there and it, it can yeah. fold but it can't just like fold too much got to stand up and yeah, got to stand up on its own the tip yes. got to do the new york yes. got to do the new york test to make sure the tip stands out when you're holding it flat and paulie will yes. tell you that you got to be able to hold the pizza up and you know and that's well, you that's know what, what? We do. i've had pizza that folds that folds more and, and has a little bit of tip stick that's still delicious too so, no, 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 it's all um, delicious for sure. It's all but there, there's a thing about New York pizza. It's got to, it's not, like I said, it's not that buffalo milk stuff that you get now yeah. in the hip, you know, Neapolitan pizza. Yep. It's the, I, I call it the regular guy's pizza, the mozzarella, the pepperoni. I mean, there's a really specific thing to it. And I'm really happy to see that it's available now in New Orleans yeah. because yep. it's special. It's very special. All right, well, we're going to take know, a break. We'll be back. As Doug had pointed out, Pizza Delicious has been doing it for a while, and they've been doing it very yeah, well. Are. Yes. So. Yes. You know, but but so. you guys are the new kids in town, so people yeah. are talking about you. Pizza Delicious well, has God. their thing. Thank God. And they're great. But uh, but I want to talk pizza. to you. We went last night, and, and it's a bit off from New York style, but it was really good. We went to Z's Pizzeria. At the, oh, I can't, Zoni, 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 Zoni Mash. Mash. Yeah. 
Yep. And then what, yes. what, a, what a great experience that is. They, they turned this movie theater into a brewery. Uh, I was like, wow, look at this. You know. Yes, that's, and that had some great that's pizza, the new it, New Orleans. That had a gas yes. oven. That had a gas oven out outside, which I've never mm-hmm. seen before. You know, a really good gas oven, a Montague. So, um, so there's there's good New York pizza around here. Um, yeah, there is, there is. You know, but, I'm glad. But, I'm glad we got the opportunity to to add to it. I still yes, have to have yours, Doug. I went over there one night. We got there a little too late, <laughs> and and I know you had hours, and I hope you enjoyed it. It was good. Hey, I need a whistle. We're trying to take a break, guys. Hang on a second. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manelli, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Night and day, you are the one. Thank you, Tom, the melodious voice of Tom Fitzmorris. Okay, so what is it about the water that I can, chemically... I can, I can tell you that. All right, tell I can, I'm happy to tell you that because we do a lot with it, and we spend a lot of time trying to get it right. Um, you know, New York tap water, the key is, is is baking, right? And at the end of the day, softer water is better for baking. And we have very hard water that comes out of our tap here. In fact, the New Orleans yes. tap water comes out somewhere around... Anywhere from, you know, of to- 320 parts per million of total dissolved solids to 400 parts per million of total dissolved solids. It's just very high, and it's very, it's sort of, you know, it, it changes daily. You know, you can't get consistent water. And so... As a comparison, what, what's the, New York's water? So New York's water is about 70 parts per million. It's very soft. <gasps> so a, a higher oh, wow. parts per million is very hard. Yeah, so it's very different. So what you want to wow. do is sort of work your water down to that level. And what we do is we take every, we use a process called reverse osmosis, which basically gets everything out of the water. And then what we do is we introduce uh, the minerals back into the water to get it to 70 parts per million versus that very high level that comes out of, you know, the New Orleans tap water. So, you know, you also have to go for the right pH. And it's a New York tap water comes out at about seven, a pH of seven. So that's the other thing that we're doing. But really what we're doing is, and this is what Paul AG's system does, too, that they've put in place. It's, get, it's keeping that water consistent, right? If you've got your water consistent, you're going to have a consistent dough product, a consistent fermentation process. So, and I think it's just it's, it's a detail that, you know, um, places like ours and places like Paul, we take that into consideration because if you're not doing that, you're going to get, you know, your, your, your dough is never going to be the same. You're never going to get that consistency. So, you know, we like to think that, that you know, we're, we're doing what we, you know, what we do with beer, right? We craft beer. We're crafting our pizza. We're, we're doing, we're My taking goodness. the care it takes to do that. So 
Um, it's just so as, like as purveyors of craft products, that's what we do. Yeah, well, you know, we're a brewery, yeah. right? We are chemists. That's what we do. We have a lab here yeah. in the brewery. That's, huh. where we, that's where we did all this work. Wow. Okay. All right. So the ovens are also a thing. I, I mean, I love, I, I do like Neapolitan pizza with its wood-fired uh, ceramic oven that's, you know, X number of thousands of dollars coming from Italy. But I also yeah. like the, the simple slamming door ovens that you see in New York pizza shops. How does the yep. oven make well, a difference in the pizza? I, I, I'd, li I'd like to answer that uh, because I just had an experience that was a real eye-opener for me. Um, when we open up our, our wood for our uh, slice shop in Greenpoint, uh, you know, it's more a whole dining experience for me. I wanted people to walk in and feel like it was the 1960s and 70s again. So I went and I got 30-year-old Baker's Pride slamming door ovens. Um, you know, part of, part of the problem was that they were 30 years old and required a lot of maintenance <laughs> and care. But um, it, it's a real challenge. You know, these ovens... Um, you put a pie in, it sucks the heat off the floor. You have to wait for that, you know, that oven to get the floor hot again. Uh, and it's a real challenge. Uh, and you can't control the heat on top and the bottom as well. Well, I finally, I gave, I gave in. I said, you know what? We've established that this is an old school slice shop now. I could put this modern looking thing in here. And I got this pizza master oven. It is just, and we have one down here now. We have, we have two in Chicago. We're about to put one in, in in Columbus, Ohio. We have one in Baltimore. It's just you, is it slamming door? Well, yeah, is the door's it a little smaller. It closes from top down, which keeps the heat in better. And you know, the, the floor is heated. You, the, there's practically zero recovery time. When we put those ovens in in Brooklyn, okay, we cut our bake times in half. Okay, the quality went up, and uh, it's just. You know, zero recovery time. That's dollars right there. That's dollars and cents. I'm not in this for the money. I mean, I need to make the money to keep us going. But I'm in this to create a great product and, and a great dining experience. Uh -huh. But that is, that is money right there. That's, yeah, you know. of And but Pizza Master is, is just, in my mind, it is the way to go these days. What do you have, Doug? Uh, so I'm a traditionalist. I, I grew up, you know, with Baker's right. Pride up to slamming doors, and that's what we're Okay. Doing. I had to have the I Baker's vote for Pride. that. That's what we're doing, yeah. <laughs> so okay. I'm I, just partial. I, there's a thing that, to me, there's a thing. It's a nuance, and, and it, it reminds me of the real New York pizzeria. All the ovens slam the doors. Yeah. And and you got you got to have that vibe. I'm I, to me to have a real New York pizza. You got to have a slamming door. I don't know. You know, yeah, the top. I, just, I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's just it's you know it's just it just reminds me of the pizza. You kind of see it, and it reminds me of what I used to eat. And we, I just when we were deciding, there was no choice for me. I just did Baker's Pride. I get your point, Polly. But uh, I'll take the the trade off. And uh, I made I made I the same I made the same choice as you. <laughs> He's, Doug is more of a purist, I'll live I think. And learn, I'm sure. I'm, I'll live and learn, I'm sure. Okay. Don't take this the wrong way, but people used to, you know, they, well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> there, 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 were certain ways, there were certain things in the past that people don't use anymore because it it's, um, makes more sense to use new stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, you, but, but there's, this is like the head versus the heart thing. It's like, you it know, is, at a certain is. point, you make decisions based on the kind of person you are as to whether or not, like, 
Like I just, I just did something really ridiculous. I refurbished a car that everybody told me I was insane to do, and and I agree with that. I am, I do, but but I did it because my heart on, would not car? shut up. You tell us what car, what car? It's it, it's an Audi A4 from from 2008, and I did it because my dog won't get in any other car. Now wow. that's a stupid business decision, wow. but my heart just would you know. Yeah, it wouldn't allow me to, to do anything else. Anyway, but I don't want to get into that. So there's the oven, there's the water. What else is it that makes the New York pizza special? I, New York. I mean, it's, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the style. No, I don't want to say well, New York. It's just old school. You know, yeah. you, come in, you come into the place down here. You're in Brooklyn, and there's all sports pictures. There's music stuff up on the walls. I have all New York Yankee stuff on my walls. I wasn't going to do that down here. Okay, you come down here, you got right, sure. Um, you got Archie it's, Manning. It's not New York. It's New Orleans. Yeah, you got the Loyola well, baseball team. It, it, yeah. It's 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 like yeah, vinyl records to me. Okay, it, with, with vinyl records, all the people they love seeing vinyl now and handling it, it reminds me when they were younger okay and but there's also a huge contingent of young people who love vinyl records because they want to see what it was like to experience what we experienced and to me it's exactly the same way with, with, with i don't concern, think it's all that huge you know, <laughs> and the environment yeah i don't think i don't think but, the contingent is all that huge all right um the 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 sauce. Let's talk about the sauce. But I, I, we're going to take a break. We have another break that's really firm at the bottom of the hour, and it's within a minute. So when we come back from the break, if you all can stay for a little while, can you each stay for a little bit? Sure. Just a little bit. Okay. All right. I, I want to know. Just to talk about sauce. <laughs> okay, but real quick, I want to know exactly where each of you are from. But just a quick answer because we've only got less than a minute. Doug, where are you from? You so said tri-state, but where? Yeah, I'm from a small town outside New York City in Rockland County called Suffer, New York. Okay, so you're close to the city. Okay, Kinsley Tavern. Where are you? Kinsley's Tavern is great bar pizza. They got a great bar pie at Kinsley's. Yes, I yes, they I do. Up there. Yes, they do. It's a different, okay. a little bit different style, but good. Okay, Paula, you're from Brooklyn. Uh, I'm, from, I'm from the heart of Brooklyn, a little neighborhood in Brooklyn called Kinsley. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. It's 3.30. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back with Polly G. and Doug Wellner from NOLA Pizza Co. as soon as uh, the news is over. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Governor Edwards vetoes a second high-profile bill from the 2021 legislative session, legislation allowing 21 and older to conceal carry. Brooke Thorrington has more on what this means for the possibility of a veto session. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford and political analyst Bernie Pizanat say it's no surprise Edward vetoed concealed carry and anti-transgender legislation. Alford says the House appears in favor of a veto session, but the Senate... Once they saw the voter reaction in their district to the veto of the transgender athletes bill, I think they kind of changed their mind. Pizanat says Edwards had another option. He could let it go into law and not sign it and avoid a big political fight in what's called a veto session. Both chambers must agree to a veto session. I'm Brooke Thorrington. New LSU baseball coach Jay Johnson says coaching the Tigers is an opportunity of his lifetime. The California native is leaving the University of Arizona where he led the Wildcats to the College World Series twice. Louisiana Radio Network. 
It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a layback Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right now Bluebell introduced the original cookies and cream ice cream so every time you dig into that familiar creamy vanilla ice cream that's loaded with chunks of chocolate cream cookies, you can say thanks. You're more than welcome. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. So very true. Five five six nine six nine six. You're listening to the Food Show. We have Doug Wellner here with us from Nola Pizza Co. and Polly G from the Pie Shop of the same name. And I'm going to ask each of you. The producer asked me, "What is a Neapolitan pizza?" So if you could each tell us what the difference is between a, how you would describe a Neapolitan pizza versus a New York pizza, and go through the things that make a New York pizza a New York pizza. Take it away. Oh, Doug, go? go ahead. I'll go. All right. Um, so Neapolitan style is, a, I think, a, usually a thinner uh, style pie, smaller. Um, you know, I, I think everybody makes it a, a little bit different, but, you know, usually going to be in, cooked in a very high heat oven, um, usually, uh, you know, using wood or, or, you know, sometimes brick, but usually wood is in the oven and it's going to be a very high heat, you know, I think they get up somewhere like 800 around degrees. 800. Yeah. Yeah. It's over 850. Yeah. I think it's like 850 and it, and it cooks really fast. Um, you know, and it just, you know, gets sort of that char on the top of it and gets a lot of bubbles, just a, a little different style, thinner, you know, uh, very, obviously very Italian style, um, pizza, um, but a New York pie, from, from my perspective, is just, it's going to be a larger pie. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a bigger pie, like an 18-inch to 20-inch pie. Um, you know, it's going to have a, a thicker crust, typically, but the crust is going to have a nice doughy, uh, you know, sort of bounce to it. Nice crisp bottom. You've you got to have a crisper, you have to have a crunch, like a cracker crust crunch when you bite the bottom of a pie, a New York City-style pie. But it's got to also be a little bit doughy on the base level of the pie, you know, 
Um, just, you know, good, good toppings, um, high quality toppings, good sauce. We use, uh, people have a different opinion. We use a cook sauce. Um, we're using, uh, I, we're using Alta Cucina tomatoes that are uh, from a company called Stanislaus. They're grown in California. Uh, but we do a cook sauce for our, our sauce. I don't know, Paulie, do you do a raw or do you do a cook? I do both. Uh, for our regular pies, all I do is uh, we also use Stanislaus, but we use in tomato magic, which I absolutely love. It's 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 you know peeled and ground, um, and we we hit it. So with you both a, use a the same sauce. You both use the same sauce. Uh, yeah, the same vinegar. We use the same has come whole with with some liquid in the can. The tomato magic is already ground. And they're just they're fantastic tomatoes. Uh, Doug, have you have you gone out to their um, their facility out there in Modesto I, yet? I have not. I I want to. I want to visit all our suppliers. To be honest. Well, you, you call you you let them know that you want to go because it's an amazing experience. And they're I just would. you know people think that tomatoes have to come from the the sides of Vesuvius and they have to be San Marzano. Those tomatoes nah. are just incredible. They're good. Really does a good yep. job. Good, so, good product. So we use that. We do that on the pies, on our regular pies. I don't put any. I don't even add salt to it. We use the tomatoes, and we use grande part skim, uh, shredded mozzarella, and those two things contrast each other. And the sauce, for me, doesn't need anything else. However, we we do Sicilian style pies, and that we do cook the sauce. Um, Mine is just, we take some, very simple. I take olive oil, we brown some uh, garlic cloves in the olive oil, we remove the cloves, and then we get the best, you know, sweet Vidalia onions, if you could get Vidalias or other sweet, and we just golden brown them, put them in the sauce, and, and we cook them for about an hour and a half. And that's what we put on our Sicilians. Yeah, and we're doing, right, we're doing some sauce both our pies. Uh, I just want to mention what, what, what Paulie pointed out is he's using grande cheese. So are we. That's the best cheese out there in the market. We get, we both get them from the same supplier and it's just really high quality cheese that really makes, you know, New York style pizza fantastic. And it's a good, it has a good reheat on it. That's sort of the key to the grande is they do a good job with the reheat. On slices. You know, yes, I, I want to interject something here uh, to answer the producer who asked about the difference in Neapolitan pizza and New York pizza. You almost universally see buffalo milk mozzarella, which frankly annoys me, on Italian Neapolitan <laughs> pies. You never see that on a New York pizza. Am I right or wrong about that? Well, it depends on where yeah, you go. Yeah, you can, you can see, right you can see that. that. Yeah, it's true. You know, in terms you, of Neapolitan, here in the States, uh, it's mostly fiordalate because, you know, the beauty of fresh buffalo mozzarella is it's fresh. And there aren't a lot of producers of buffalo milk here in the States. So um, in, in Italy, you'll see that more. In terms of which I wanted to respond to, we cook at 1,000 degrees. If Our dough recipe, if, if the oven's not at 1,000 degrees, somebody's looking for a new job because our dough recipe... <laughs> Uh, is, is meant for that. No, seriously, I can see the difference. I know right away when that oven is in a thousand degrees. And as mm -hmm. Doug pointed out, the difference is it's a softer dough. True Neapolitan is like really soupy in the middle, and, and that's because yeah. of the, the, uh, the buffalo. Um, yeah. That's all yeah. kind of soupy. 
but they, it, it's yeah, a difference. Regular mozzarella is better, I think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For the New York style, it is. But there, look, there are great New York pizza places in New York that are doing certain pies with the buffalo mozzarella. So not to, you know, it's not like you can't make a good New York pie with it. Like one of my right. favorites is at Ruby Rosa in New York. They do. They have this buffalo mozzarella pie, and this they, it's just delicious, you know. But um, just a regular on, pie has some great mozzarella on it. That's out of this world. Um, their sister restaurant, uh, Joan Pat's, it's the same pie, basically. Great yeah. stuff. You're ever okay. in New York, you should go seek them out. I think, I think the Neapolitan pizzas that you see in America are hip pizzas, and New York pizza is just New York pizza. And that's kind of what I love about it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, it's just old school pizza. Yeah, old school. That's the word. It's old school I love the ovens. I, I love uh, all of that. The, you about know about it. the pizza cognition theory? No, I'm what's that? I'm going to a little science now, too, because Doug has got me beat hands down <laughs> with science. Hands down. But the, you know about the pizza cognition theory, Doug? No, I don't. What is it? Uh, very important theory. The, the pizza that tastes best to you is the pizza that you remember having first. For the rest of I your think that's life, true of everything. That's you will love. That's yeah. Uh, so, that's not only a pizza cognition. I think that's an everything cognition. You can if, you, if it reminds you, you of something. You will find it. You will find it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why you and I pizza like cognition. pizza, right? <laughs> you know, the tomatoes that you were talking about, you're talking about the Italian tomato and that you can have a very good tomato in California. The truth is that the climate in California really resembles that of Italy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we went to Sicily, and I said, boy, it feels like California here. So it's the, yeah. it's the climate. that So you can get the same kind of stuff. And you the get soil. The olives. And the soil. <clears throat> yeah, the soil. Yep. Right, right. Well, there's a lot more volcanoes in Italy than, than in California, <laughs> but but the, the climate, the arid climate is very similar, and I think that's what makes it, you know, similar, the tomatoes. Anyway. Absolutely. All right, guys, I appreciate you both being with us. I am uh, excited to have these New York pie options around because I've always been a fan of New York pizza. And, uh, you know, I was saying that that it's so much more expensive than I remember it. But, you know, I'm listening to you talk all of your scientific uh, procedures yeah, that you do before it, you, you know? even start. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what? A lot goes I'm happy. Into it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's it's pretty complex, so I get it. I totally get it. All right, thanks. I appreciate you both calling in and uh, participating in our little pizza symposium. We're talking to Polly G of Polly G's on, what is, it's on Julia in, in the warehouse Where district. Julia Street in the warehouse district. If you want to taste these pies or pie slices, and NOLA Pizza Co. is in the NOLA Brewing Company. We're talking to Doug Wellner, one of the partners there. Thank you both. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That is, that is it. The answer to the New York pizza questions about why it's so special. And I had no idea that the, the science behind it was so complex. I mean, um, we were, we were talking about how the pizzas are up to being almost $4 a slice, but they deserve it. I mean, that's pretty intense. Hey, let's go to Michael. Hi, Michael. Hello, my friend. How are you? 
Uh, we are good here. Uh, I, okay. Now that you know when you can come to New Orleans again, you can get some New York pizza. I love it. That's fantastic. I, I, the last time we had pizza when we were out there, we had it at Slice on Magazine Street. I love that which, pizza. Yeah, it was a, that was a really good pizza. Um, definitely closer to the New York style than anything. But It is. It yeah. is. And they've been around a long time, but these two that we were just talking to are brand new in town. And, you know, the new kid always gets all the attention. But I, I love Slice yeah. Pizza, and I think it's a really great product. Yeah, so what's going on? Nothing. I'm just calling to say hi and, and uh, to, to, to show support. Did you uh, see the, the, the um, I thought of you because I, I, I follow Oxlot9 on Instagram and they yes. mentioned today that, that they're closing the doors. Yes. Well, no, they're not closing the doors. They're moving, oh, they're, it sounds like. They're, they're being think, very yeah. mysterious. Yeah, they're being very mysterious. And I'm going to call him at the next break and see if he will come on and talk to us. But, uh, yes, my daughter told me about that. We love Oxlot. It is a fantastic restaurant. He has another restaurant um, in Bay St. Louis that's kind of similar. But it's, it's great southern. I wouldn't call it New Orleans food. I would call it southern food. And it's, uh -huh. it's really delicious. We have a, a hotel in Covington, downtown Covington. Uh, and they've been there since the beginning when the hotel opened. And I don't know what their plans are, but they are definitely uh, cagey in that Facebook post. So I, I don't know if yeah. they'll talk to us, but I have a call in to see if we can get them on. Oh, good deal. Good deal. I know you, you were always trying to get us to go there, and we, we never connected on that one. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, and so there are a couple of spaces here that they could move to. I, I can't imagine that they're closing, and I don't want to get that started. I think it's just a move. And I, gotcha. I'm very curious as to where they would be moving because there's not a lot of places uh, available in Covington at this moment. So how are things yeah. out on the coast? They're fine. They're fine. Cruising along. Everything's opening back up. Uh, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm crazy busy, as I mentioned. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, everyone's opening back up, and, and um, there's some new, a lot of new uh, restaurants that are opening. Um, several have closed. How's our friend Carlos doing? He's doing great. They're, they're kind of, uh, they've, they've retooled and, re, uh, and are, are relaunching. They're doing a little bit of design work, so they haven't quite opened completely yet. Uh, but you know he did he did really well during the the the, uh, the break <laughs> I'll call it um, you know by doing takeout and, and kind of retooling and doing uh, uh, you know a lot of more more uh, more basics um, which was a, which was a lot of fun actually he had, he had a blast doing that so I think he's going to incorporate a lot more basics into his uh, menu versus all the Michelin star stuff so I think I think that uh, people like basic first of all, and I think that the whole paradigm of dining has shifted as a result of COVID. And Tom used to always rail against takeout, but um, I think takeout is really going to be a big part of dining going forward. Yeah. And, uh, and, nope. and restaurants nope. have have stayed alive that way, and people have changed their dining habits through COVID and it's just interesting to see how it's, how it's gone and where it is going. I mean, I don't think we yeah. know yet, you know? Absolutely so. right. And, and one thing, one thing that, that, that's not foreign to you all out there, but that is a new development for us out here is, uh, He's calling from Los Angeles, by the way. Yeah. Orange County, but yeah, South of LA, but it's, um, but yeah, is, is, um, uh, cocktails to go. So, Obviously, mm. that's, 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 Wait. that's part of the... I thought 
<laughs> New Orleans had the had the only uh, had the cornered the market on that. You're doing cocktails to go out there. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, you still can't have an open container in your car, of course, but um, but you can order cocktails. Before you couldn't have. Well, I mean, you can't be sipping on it, you know, as you're driving home with your to-go order. But you, uh, you can get your cocktails to go uh, in, in go cups, and and um, you know, but you're not just not supposed to be mm. touching them in the car. They're not, they're not <laughs> supposed to be within within arm's reach. <laughs> but you know. wow, <laughs> yeah. So I never, I never thought I would hear that coming from yeah. uh, any place other than New Orleans. Wow. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's so that's, interesting. That's and so I, all of our, I'm part of a kind of a restaurant advocacy group, and so we're pushing to have that made permanent with the alcohol and beverage control folks out here, and see if uh, see if that can be a permanent setting because it's a great you know uh, uh, revenue generator. You know, if you if you're getting to go sure, order and get some cocktails to go too, that's a that's a bigger yeah. margin. You know, eighty eighty to hundred sure. percent margin on booze, right? So, um, right. So that's a nice deal. So that's been a good development. Yeah. Well, you know, I I uh, <laughs> I realize that most people don't eat like we do, which is you know cocktail less. Most people do eat, you know, and have drinks as well, which is where restaurants make their money. And yeah. uh, if nobody drank, then restaurants would have to charge a lot more for their food. So uh, I right. think anything to encourage that is probably a good thing. You know, to keep the yeah. prices down for. The rest of us, I should say. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, anyway, that's it works out. It works out. Yes, yeah, it that's did. It. So we're, we're opening back up, and you know, it's uh, uh, you know, like anything else, and we're also having trouble. I think the whole country is, you know, just uh, folks are, you know, have have moved on from the restaurant industry. They they went to go work for Amazon or other things like that. Right. So, so there's definitely a labor shortage, uh, which people are working mm -hmm. around slowly but surely. You know, they're finding people to come mm -hmm. in. So. That's that's kind of working itself out, um, but uh, but yeah. Other than that, things are going pretty good. Volumes are back up, and yeah, you know, we're getting there. Good. Yeah. Well, it's nice to hear from you. I'm being yelled at by the producer that we're passing a break, so, uh, so we're about five minutes late for that. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the call. All right, we will be back after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. I want to mention Jack Mel Inn is a wonderful place to go. Hi, it's a wonderful place to go if you would love delicious food. It's in Hammond, and it is worth the drive. 
It is located between east and west versions of 190, a lot of lush gardens, just two signs on either side saying Jack Mel Inn, but that is where you're going to find a great wine list and spectacularly delicious food. Josh Garrick in the kitchen has been turning out great food since the day he arrived there. Paul Murphy has been running a terrific restaurant since the day he arrived 43 years ago. It's a beautiful space, cozy, intimate, five fireplaces, but as someone pointed out, that's probably not a selling point as we get into warmer, warmer weather. But the food is and the wine list. It's a terrific place to go. On Tuesday, they have a steak night. On Friday, they had their lunch special, two courses for $15. Paul Murphy's restaurants are probably the only ones around still offering a salad complimentary with your entree. It's a good salad. It's not a throwaway thing. It's delicious. Jack Mel Inn is a great place for brunch, for a party, for a wedding, for just a great night out, a romantic dinner, and just terrific food. Jack Mel Inn is located at 903 East Morris in Hammond. The phone number to make a reservation is 985-542-0043. <clears throat> Jack Mel Inn, it is a destination restaurant, definitely worth the trip. So, Patty, did you understand the uh, pizza tutorial? I did. And now that you know... And now, are you and a, now I know. Are you a Neapolitan pizza person or New York pizza person? I mean, I like them both, but I prefer the New York. I think I'll probably, like I would probably prefer the New York, too, from the way it sounds. And I've had pizza at Pizza Delicious, and it was delicious. It is delicious. Yes. <laughs> pizza Delicious is aptly named. But Pizza Delicious, do you remember Brooklyn Pizza? In Metairie? Yes, I do. Out there. Did did yeah, you? I do remember. Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn Pizza is what I think of as the original New York pizza in town. I'm trying to rack my brain as I talk about it and think, you know, I, I, I don't know of a place that I remember making an impression as a New York pizza before that. I think that Dante Pizza used to be a good pizza. Well, what's interesting about him is he's actually Italian, so you would think it would lean more toward um, Neapolitan, but in fact, it was a true New York pizza. I guess maybe he'd spend some time in New York, too. But, um, but that was Carmelo, who then went on to have Carmelo's restaurants. But um, Brooklyn Pizza, which I, I would guess lasted about 10 years. Um, it's been closed for a while. But uh, after that, it just sort of disappeared from the radar, and it was not something you saw very much around town. And then Pizza Delicious turned up, and that was true New York pizza. But Pizza Delicious has been around for a long enough time that people just have it as part of their repertoire of places to go, but it's not, there's not a buzz about it, you know? Right. And um, and Slice, as Michael mentioned, I think is a terrific pizza. Have you had Slice's pizza? No, I haven't. We're gonna have to try it. Yeah, it's on it's on St. Charles, and it is uh, it's a it's more of a, a restaurant. I mean, you can have a really kind of cool evening there. It's it's a it's a tiny little place. It's got a really linear footprint, and it, it's kind of a romantic place too. Although it's just 
also a little peculiar, but it's the pizza is totally solid and it's got that New York vibe to it, you know, with the slamming ovens, which to me is a key component of a New York pizza. Mm-hmm. Have you been and to G's Pizza in Mid City? I have heard of G's Pizza, and my my pizza uh, my pizza consultant, I will call him Eric, who is not in in town right now. Um, tells me that it's a great pizza. Have you have you had it? Yes, we. Uh, I've had it a lot on on. Uh, I think it's Wednesday Orleans. nights. Yeah, no, it's on involved. Banks uh, Banks near oh. near uh, between Carrollton and like the cemeteries. Yeah, oh, okay. City Park Avenue. And okay. on Wednesday nights, they have a special. You buy one large pizza and you get a second one for a dollar. So oh gosh, <laughs> we do that a lot. But uh-huh. it's like when you go in the place, we order takeout mostly. But when you go in, mm-hmm. it really does remind you of Italy. It's it's dark and it's got mm-hmm. a lot of wood and wine mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's really a cool little place. Now, is that Neapolitan or is that New no, York? No, I think it's New York because they're big. And from, from mm-hmm. what Doug said, the Neapolitan pizzas are usually smaller. They're individual. Yeah. They're like individual for people like me who could eat a whole pizza. <laughs> but they're big, they're big individual. They're not like your pizza hut individual, yeah. you know, pizzas. They're big pizza. But, um, yeah, these are big. The, the, like the large, the large is big and the extra large mm-hmm. is like way bigger. <laughs> really big. Okay, well, that's kind of an interesting thing. I may, I may go try that at some point. You said it's a special when? What day? Uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, you get Wednesdays. one large pizza okay. at regular price, and you get a second one for a dollar. Okay. So um, there's a third guy that I wanted to have in the pizza symposium. His name is Chris, and he is with Crazy Italian, which is this just totally hard-to-find, nondescript sort of New York vibe place that you have to kind of really, it's kind of difficult to get to it. It's um, it's sort of behind a little supermarket on Harrison Avenue by Fleur-de-Lis. And uh, it's got a couple little tables, and it is there's a counter, but then all the stuff goes on behind the counter, but not in, in plain sight. And that's a real New York pizza, too. So there's like three of them right now, besides Pizza Delicious and Slice, that I think are, um, you know, are generating some buzz. Anyway, that does it for us for the show. We never did get to talk to Jeff Hansel. I'll try to get him before Monday. I don't know that he's going to want to talk about it, because I think they're just being very mysterious and probably don't want to talk about it. But we will ask anyway. I was on the phone with them and had to go back to the show. So I want to mention that it is the 75th anniversary of WGSO. Happy anniversary to WGSO, the only news talk locally owned and operated station. Also the community voice of the Crescent City celebrating 75 years and also a 501c3 designation from the IRS, which means if you go to the beautiful new website, WGSO.com, and click on that yellow button that says Donate, your donation will be tax deductible. We would love to raise $75,000 in the 75 for 75 campaign going on all this anniversary year. Uh, and if we do, we can uh, generate a lot of new things that will improve the overall quality of the station. Uh, 
We have our own website, nomenu.com, here with the food show. That's where you'll find about 400 recipes. You'll find pieces of the food show that you have missed on the podcast. You can catch up there. We have Tom's 50-year body of work on absolutely everything having to do with food and New Orleans food in particular. We have the almanac that we use for a blueprint for the show. If you go there, you can sign up for our newsletter. It comes out twice a week. In addition to those things, you have the dining diary and also specials that are happening around town that you might want to take advantage of. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Please go there and sign up for our newsletter. Please follow us on our Instagram. It's at the New Orleans menu. There's a lot of pretty pictures there because we do a lot of dining here in the Fitzmorris household. About to go do some more right now. Would love for you to tell a friend about the show, please. We uh, would appreciate them having to try the show. It's not what everything else is out there. It's just about fun and pleasure and deliciousness. And isn't that a nice thing in this kind of tumultuous world? Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And we will see you again on Monday. TGIF, it's 4 o'clock. WGSO New Orleans. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Good night. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is being sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison for the death of George Floyd. The 2020 murder sparked protests, riots, and looting all over the United States over the harsh treatment of Floyd. The governor of Florida wants to know how a high-rise condo near Miami Beach collapsed. We need a definitive explanation for how this could have happened. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis saying he is working to get to the bottom of the tragedy. At least four people are dead and over 150 others are unaccounted for as crews continue to search. You have a lot of families here. You have, you have families that lost loved ones in this building collapse. They have a right to know. A lawyer for the resident association that manages the building says it was about to undergo extensive repairs. USA Radio News. If you're tired of the old cable news, you now have a choice. It's Newsmax TV. More than 40 million Americans are tuning in, making Newsmax the fastest-growing cable news channel in America. Every minute, every day, Newsmax gives you the real news you can trust. With top analysts, hosts, and guests like Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Dick Morris, Nancy Brinker, Mike Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and so many more. It's easy to watch. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems or get Newsmax free on streaming platforms like Roku, Zumo, Pluto, YouTube, and most smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Remember, Newsmax is different than most cable news networks. You can get it for free on your smartphone, so download the Newsmax app and start watching right now. Join the Newsmax revolution and get us everywhere, online at Newsmax.com, on your cable channel, your smart TV, and your smartphone. Because when news breaks, you need a trusted source. It's Newsmax. The Justice Department is suing the state of Georgia for enacting new election reform laws following the 2020 presidential election and the 2021 Senate runoff election. The DOJ claiming it violates people's right to vote. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland points out the laws come after one of the biggest voter turnouts in the state's history. Approximately two-thirds of eligible voters in the state cast a ballot in the, no in the November election just over the national average. This is cause for celebration. 
But then in March of 2021, Georgia's legislature passed SB 202. Many of that law's provisions make it harder for people to vote. Other states like Texas and Florida have enacted similar laws. Vice President Kamala Harris is off to her California home for the weekend. This after visiting the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso, Texas,